The FujiCast is an independent loading zone production. Friday, 15th of May. The FujiCast. It's a website special today on the FujiCast. It's like a click and collect of information, Kev, where you don't even have to stand in a queue. Uh, welcome to the FujiCast, a daily uh, photography podcast. Um, yes, we have the food, Fuji in the title, but you can shoot whatever you like. And of course, today, it being websites, it doesn't matter what you shoot, because this is about the website that you're designing, whether that be one for your business or whether that be one maybe for um, your hobby or whatever you're doing. That's that's what it's about today. How are you, Kev? All right. You good? Yeah, not bad. Been sat in the garden, having a beer, <laughs> putting my face to the sun. <laughs> Oh, dear. For those, by the way, thinking, if, if you pick your podcast up at about 8 o'clock in the morning, that doesn't mean that Kev's been sitting there since 6.30 this morning swigging beer. Well, it might do, actually. I don't know. Well, actually, yeah. It's, uh... Are you on airport time? <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, I have no idea. I don't even know what day of the week it is. It's bin day today. Not bin day. Clap day, isn't it? It's That's what the day? The week. Oh, it's clap day. day, yes. Oh, no, no. That was yesterday. N- uh, yeah, it was yesterday. <laughs> I told you I have no idea what day of the week it is. Is today Sunday? (laughs) (laughs) Yesterday we clapped. (laughs) Yesterday we clapped, yeah. We broke Uh, another pan, actually, in our place. Not a pan, a spoon. We broke another spoon. We don't have any wooden spoons left. uh, Our Jack and Thomas have gone, so much these things, the handles have been breaking and all kinds of stuff. (laughs) Well, I'm I'm about to embark on um, a charity um, doorstep photo thing for malmesbury all right so i got a message on facebook from um somebody who's wedding i photographed and they, they moved off to us uh, to new zealand and you know the last time i saw them was at their wedding and then uh they ended up coming back and moving to malmesbury and oh. they weren't in malmesbury originally right. but anyway she messaged me this morning and said oh you know i've got this idea of doing some fundraising and i was like yeah why not so we're gonna do we're gonna do the doorstep stuff now we're oh. now we're allowed to kind of stand in front of people yeah. but the money's gonna go to malmesbury food bank and it won't be you know we're gonna we're basically gonna say look i'm gonna come around all the streets and i'm going to take your pictures i'm going to stick it on a big website maybe we'll stick something up in the town hall when this is all done and archive it and all that kind of stuff and if you want to give some money to the town uh, to the food bank uh you know absolutely on your it's not you know we're just going to do it that way so but also give me reason to get my camera out my gfx 100 which has been sat in the corner of the room yeah. just losing me money by by existing yeah, we've been talking about doing these street portraits. You you are going to get straight in there with a b- bit of practice now because you're going to have to find your um, your your inner extrovert. Inner extrovert? Can that be such a thing? Because can I take your portrait? <laughs> can I make your portrait? Is something that you don't often do. No, but I would imagine I'm going to I'm going to do this rapidly, and I would imagine it's going to be grip and grin. You Is know, it? people standing there staring yeah. at the camera, smiling, holding their kids yeah. dear life. Oh, okay. That's- that's fine. It's not. It's not for. It's not for art's sake. It's for a little bit of fundraising uh, and uh, austerity. I know you though. You're not. You're not going to just snap and, and go. You're going to be thinking about it, aren't you? I know you. You're not going to. You're not going to be able to do something that's got no artistry to it at all. Well, I'm thinking of starting on Thursday when when clap day comes. Uh-huh. Um, it all depends, of course. By Thursday, things might have been relaxed a bit more i don't know so people will anyway. still be can still be clapping i think for a little while to come maybe i hope i, hope. <laughs> I think it's going to be like uh you know in six years time when this is all in history and well forgotten people will still be going out on thursday night to have a good old clap together yeah. well, well hopefully they won't forget why they're doing it but there might be yeah. some, some of the kids will be wondering what what am i and dad clapping about on a thursday you know, yeah. that, those are like one or two at the moment. I did get a message earlier from a from a friend um, who was talking about um, how he thought this w- would move forward. And he, uh, where was I? I want to find the bit in the thread in the text where he said, diddle 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 Oh, yeah. And as he thinks some permanent change to prevent such spreads in the future handshakes could well be banned for life. 
It's so funny, actually. Yeah. I was thinking about that while I was lying in the garden earlier with my face to the sun. Yeah. And I was thinking, I wonder if, you know, like, what will will be like in 10 years' time? Will it just be simply the same? Or will we, you know, will we forever have this, uh, you know, will there always be a seat spare next to us at a football mm, game? No, or will there always no. be lines on the floor in the supermarkets? And uh, the I, WHO guy yesterday yeah. said that, you know, this isn't going to go away. This is going to be like HIV and measles. It's going to be here forever well Uh, i i I, I saw that piece as well and i thought we're we're a sociable beast us human beings most of us Uh, and i just i can't see that we would become less sociable in the long term notwithstanding of course this has been a dreadful pandemic and will go on being an issue for a while but i i just can't see I don't, it's, um, well, maybe I'm wrong. I know, it's it's tough, isn't it? You know, I mean, I do do think it's going to go on forever, but it's, I also, at the same time, don't think it's going to be anywhere near as virulent and all that kind of stuff. I think, you know, we'll be thinking back to the time before and the time after, a little bit like the people in the war, you know, where, you know, those wars, what were they, five, six years? And there was a very different life before and after, for sure. And, you know, it's, uh, it's, I think it might be similar to that. And I don't, I think also at the same time, without sounding too grim reaper-ish, I think there'll be a lot of positives come out of it. Mm, I think so. Well, um, I hope so, certainly. Um, but anyway, we've we, been going 15 minutes. I know, I know, I know, I know, I know. Just very quickly, though, I was talking to Danny, who I was sharing those text messages with about what would replace the handshake. And, I said, and he was suggesting elbow bump and the bow and all the rest of it. I said, thank God, you know, if the handshake did go, get rid of all those men that have to do squeezy handshake death. Yeah! You know, you meet those people, don't you, that, that sort of, they grip you in that kind of like, I've got you mullins kind of way yeah it'll be interesting you know for years they've always done this in in like south korea and japan and everything like that when you're on the tube you always see a little man or a little woman going up with uh cleanse wipes and cleaning all of the handles and the you know the the the, the bits you hold on to on the on the underground escalators and yeah, everything never no, none of that happens in london i mean london's filthy the underground absolutely filthy don't let um, don't it, let's start that one uh, we're going to be going down a whole whole new literally a whole new uh, other tunnel anyway disclaimer about today's show this is a show about websites okay we are more than likely to talk about a web server or a method or uh, or a back end yeah, uh, that, that is not one that you use please do not take it personally if we prefer one over the other we still love you and your site and with more and your parents and anybody else you're related to and we're more than happily all get along fine propping up a bar just outside the house of photography in the years to come if you are offended in any way uh, shape or form however i'm not quite sure what to say other than don't be rude and we can carry on are you ready for the questions yeah. Uh, this is one from Paul Cloden, who's in North Adelaide in Australia. Have you been to Australia? Oh, I, <laughs> I've been a listener since episode one. Lord knows how I knew about it. I haven't missed an episode anyway. Well, many of your listeners are professional photographers. I'm sure there's also many amateurs like myself. In discussing websites, it might be interesting to mention the, the free website available with your monthly Lightroom subscription. Now, you mm-hmm. mentioned this yesterday, Kev. Is it good? Is it something that you should or would uh, consider using professionally? Is it something that maybe is really um, for for those that aren't turning a coin and are really happy to have something that looks good, but they're not worried about search engine optimization and so on? Yeah, I think that the it, it actually looks, some of the websites I've seen built on that, I've not built one myself, look really quite nice. It's very easy to, to produce one. You know, it's more portfolio-based, gallery-style stuff. 
um, of course, you're, it's not going to be very um, SEO friendly, particularly. It's not going to be very uh, lightweight, particularly. And you're going to be paying for it via your subscription. Of course, you pay for most hosting anyway. Uh, as soon as you stop, as soon as you change to Capture One, for example, and decide to give up your Creative Cloud, that's the end of your website yeah, too. Well, that's so, true, yeah. uh, so as but, long as long as you're in the family, you're okay. But if you come outside the family, not mm, such a good mm. thing. Uh, Nick Church, I always heard that WordPress-based uh, sites are best in terms of SEO, search engine optimization, but my Squarespace site seems to be performing perfectly well for the search terms I've chosen. Question is, are we at a point where the main players all perform about the same for SEO, or is there still an advantage for WordPress? I think there's a huge advantage for WordPress, like huge, um, but with a massive caveat that... Uh, for example, Squarespace is, is not very quick in terms of page load. There's a lot of script and everything that goes on behind it. So for those of you that want to test your websites, you can go to either Google PageSpeed Test, just bang that into Google, pop your URL in, and it will tell you the results. Um, or if you want to see a little bit more detailed, you can go to something called GT Metrics. Um, we will link to all of this stuff, of course. The GT metrics will give you a little bit more. It will give you like a water flow and everything so you can see exactly what's holding things up. Um, WordPress is better for SEO because it's absolutely more uh, controllable, more manageable. You can control things like the URL structure. You have proper control over uh, categories and tags. You can do a lot more with things like um, images in terms of using web-optimized images and um, kind of the, the structure of images these days that Google wants to see, the lightweight um, offloaded images, if you like. Squarespace doesn't do any of that stuff. However, you can still rank. You can still have a website on Squarespace that outranks everything else. If you, you, know, if you have enough um, momentum with it and enough social shares and links back to it from reputable sources and all of that stuff, or it could be very niche, or the keywords you're 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 testing against are, are not very competitive. So you know, there's there's pluses and negatives for both in SEO for SEO point of view. But I think absolutely WordPress is is like hands down better for SEO performance and uh, all of the the kind of technical stuff. Um, but you do need to get your hands a little bit dirty, and for people who don't want to get their hands dirty. There are other things in place. Yeah, Nick. Nick actually got involved in a, a conversation within the Facebook group about um, the performance of the site, and it was pointed out the the SEO thing about it uh, being, maybe Squarespace not being the not being ideal in any way, shape, or form. He said, "Well, that was my view, but when I launched the site, I chose a strong keyword set, ranked at number ninety three to start with. Twelve months later, I've worked on the SEO with the Squarespace site, and he's now at number three. So, uh, yeah, and that's and that's fine. But the, the the fact is that you know if somebody else was doing exactly the same SEO for exactly the same keywords on a WordPress site, they would almost definitely be outranking that. Yeah, I'm going to ask you a question then because I know and, and this this honesty moment. Warning, warning, warning. Maybe yes, um, because uh, you and I. Well, you know that I'm swapping to Squarespace. Mm -hmm. uh, for years and years and years, I have had a WordPress site. I've never had a, a Squarespace site for anything to do with photography. It's all mm -hmm. all been WordPress. But uh, I, I've uh, I've run a business which doesn't which, which didn't um, rely upon search engine optimization. It was nice when it came, but it wasn't the most important thing in my world. It was my, my businesses have always been built around word of mouth, um, venues that I've worked for, and uh, professionals that have asked me to go back and do more work again. Mm -hmm. But um, <laughs> as you 
as you found out the other day when looking at my site, and you should not reference the current site that I have of, of the, as of the time of this published show, because it doesn't rank. It's awful. Um, it might look nice, but it doesn't perform. Uh, and I, I talked to you a, a, lo- a long time ago about Squarespace, and we, you've always said, no, don't do it. Stay where you are. But now even you are considering Squarespace, and I'm wondering why. Well, it's uh, so. For example, my the Ministry of Shadows is Squarespace. My workshop website is Squarespace. Um, my previous website was uh, my previous workshop website was Squarespace. Currently, f sixteen and my uh, wedding website are still on WordPress. Now, let, we'll I'll come back to that question. But if we reverse a little bit, um, you know, one of the key factors for Google these days is performance. Um, and not so much performance that, you know, we were all sitting here on our nice big computers with, you know, 36 gig of RAM or whatever, etc. Um, but the way that Google wants your website to load is rapidly on somebody, on an average mobile phone that's using uh, 4G technology, um, perhaps even 3G technology. And that's that's the benchmark. So when you go to something like Google PageSpeed Test or uh, GT Metrics, it's going to tell you, how does your website load on a desktop? And usually that's going to be a lot faster than it does on a mobile. So, um, you know, and, and you will, you have opportunities to, uh, to, to, to make them make it quicker. For example, you can use uh, what they call WebP images these days, which are a progressive web uh, format for images. So instead of JPEGs, they're, they're called WP, uh, WEBP. Now, right now, you can't do that in Squarespace. That doesn't mean that's not going to change in the future, but that gives you a massive, massive leap in performance. However, the thing is, you're not always going to be um, uh, kind of competing against people where performance is the most important thing. If you're the only person in the barrel, you're going to float to the top. If there's other if there's other people in the barrel, you're going to fight to get to the top. Now, the reason why I actually I really like Squarespace, I really like Squarespace in terms of the ability to make websites look beautiful very, very quickly, like ridiculously quickly. And I also believe that Squarespace in the future will will get over all of this stuff. They they they're fully aware that the main reason why people typically will avoid Squarespace if they if they know too much about it is because you can't do simple things such as uh, you know uh, indent more than two levels in the navigation, use proper category slugs and URLs. So they're aware of that, and and that will only ever get better. Um, and where Squarespace is is singing is in the simplicity of it. You can't break it. You can't have something that's just slightly aligned to the left and you don't quite know how and you've installed a plugin that's cocked everything up and deleted things and, you know, you've got a page injection from the host that you're using and mm. all of that stuff goes away with Squarespace. And and I'm at the point now with my wedding website where, you know, I'm, I'm just a bit fed up with the, with the WordPress uh, technology, the architecture, the way that that's going for me seems to be getting a bit heavy and cumbersome. And I don't like the way they've changed their um, page editor, the, the Gutenberg stuff, although it's more lightweight. I don't, I don't like the, uh, the, the way that it works. And, Half of me is just thinking, you know what? My website has got a lot, gets a lot of traffic anyway because it's been around for a long time. So it will get uh, take a hit if I move it to Squarespace. But actually, I'm hoping that it would it would you know kind of bounce back pretty quick, based on entirely based on the history of the website. So this is this is kind of a th- the third prong of this conversation is that if your website is old and and well liked by Google and well respected in terms of its its architecture, its history, its links, then you know if you move to something else, another platform, whether that's Squarespace or whatever, then it will have an impact. 
but it will have less of an impact than if you were starting from scratch right. and you go straight to Squarespace versus somebody like somebody who's done a well-optimized WordPress site. I just like the way that the, the images render. I like the I like the simplicity of Squarespace. So whilst I haven't done it yet, I am borderline moving, borderline yeah. thinking of moving to Squarespace. With, with my own, though, and I don't, uh, let, let's we'll crack on with a question from Jonathan Clapton in a moment, but with, with my own, and this might help other people thinking about this, you might be thinking, well, I want to work, move to Wix or uh, Squarespace or something else. And uh, but but the the, the thing is, um, I, I've got so much. I mean, it's like it's like tentacles all over my site. There's lots of different URLs and structures, and blah, 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 blah. I'm not taking any of that with me. I've had that website for many many years, so I, I'm going to be. I, I am effectively starting from scratch, aren't I? Yeah, and and you know what you have to think about with all of this stuff is that people spend an inordinate amount of time trying to get squeeze every inch of SEO to their websites, and often I've fallen foul of this myself. In the past you get the website you know perfectly seo optimized it's flying but it looks rubbish yeah. you know it's 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 lightweight there's you you spend too much time thinking about uh you know thin content and pages that don't really have any meaning you put them on there because you think they're going to be good for google and actually what you're doing then is is a total disservice because Ultimately, when when somebody searches for something in Google, let's just say they say they search for wedding photographer Berkshire, and they land on your website, and your website looks beautiful, and it's got nice big images, and it's easy to navigate, and it's got big calls to action. Mm. They're going to spend longer on that website because it's a beautiful place to be. If they search for the same thing and they land on another website that is perhaps ranks a bit higher than you, but is amazingly optimized for SEO but actually looks a little bit naff. The images are, have been squeezed too much for, for for speed. They won't spend any time on that website yeah. because it will be a chore for them to do that. Google will recognize that and think, hang on, they're all spending time on that Squarespace site and not on that WordPress site, so we'll, you know, we'll start promoting the Squarespace site instead. Yeah. So there's a whole load of stuff that happens around heuristics and user interface and uh, the, the human nature of search is is as much a factor mm. as you know the seo so you know you, you have to think about all those kind of things a website ultimately has to be like a newspaper easy to read easy to navigate and quick to to consume the content from. So, so perhaps don't get so caught up on on whether it's i mean this there is a danger this is going to be uh, like a squarespace versus wordpress episode and it shouldn't be in the same way it, it used to be dslr versus mirrorless let's let's crack on with jonathan clapton's question great timing on the website special guys complete seo novice here i took the opportunity at the start of lockdown to set up my first website on squarespace which i published a month ago I'm reasonably happy with it, and I thought diligently optimised image sizes, keywords, tags, etc., before making it public, but it's still not appearing in Google searches, and it doesn't seem to be listed. I registered with Google Analytics, but haven't had time to fully explore that yet. I've linked my Instagram account, but don't have any other bat links as I'm just starting out. This isn't quite a business yet. Question is, how long should it reasonably take to get a new website appearing on Google, and is there anything I can and should be doing to help? Okay, so, yeah, it should take maybe an hour for it to oh, be on Google. Right. Okay. So something is wrong somewhere down the line. Um, a number of things could happen here. So Squarespace, you have a, there's a little tick box that says hide this from search engines. As long as you've not got that switched on still, uh, if you, if you still have that and that's switched on by default when you start a Squarespace site. So, uh, if you go via the trial route, so make sure that's uh, not ticked. Mm -hmm. You want your website to not be hidden from Google. Um, the other thing is to test to see if it is actually in there. 
you know, rather that there's a difference between being able to see it when you search for your keywords mm -hmm. and whether it's actually been indexed or not. So the easiest thing to do is just type into the Google search bar site, S-I-T-E colon, then your domain name. So without the WW and all that kind of stuff. So in this case, it could be site colon Jonathan Clapton Photography .uk. Hit the enter key and Google will return to you all of the pages that it has indexed just on your website. And as long as you haven't got it hidden, then it will it will show you the ones that are there. That doesn't mean they're going to be ranking highly for anything, but they will be in the search engine. Um, and the final thing you can do, if you've got Webmaster Tools, which I think he, he just mentioned he did, or Google Console, as they call it these yep. days, um, all your websites, your Squarespace websites, your WordPress websites, your Wix websites, all of them will allow you to have a sitemap. And it's usually called sitemap.xml. So jonathanclaptonphotography.co.uk forward slash sitemap.xml. Just pop that into Google. You'll see a whole load of um, probably gibberish to your eyes. It's an XML um, kind of route path through your website. In Google Console, go to the sitemap area where it says submit sitemap. Type in sitemap.xml and away you go. And then it will start gobbling up your content. Squarespace let you... Um, now, you're going to have to help me out here because I'm going to get it wrong. But you can either host with them or you can forward through your web provider, can't you? No, you, Squarespace is, is a... Uh, software as service solution, which means it's hosted entirely on Squarespace. Right. WordPress, you can host in different places. Squarespace, you only can host on uh, Squarespace servers. So there's a slight difference between Squarespace and WordPress. Like I said, Squarespace is a software as service, so you're, you're renting the service, if you like, on their servers. WordPress is a, is a fully-fledged content management system right. which can be installed anywhere. Uh, it can be installed on Macs, Windows uh, information servers, your local PC. You can download it on your local computer and install it that way as well. But typically, it's going to be hosted by your uh, your web host. And of course, they'll have uh, Squarespace will have their own backups, etc. As well, if anything goes wrong. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, they're a big old business, yeah, you know, yeah. and, and the same will be true of places like Wix and stuff. Yes. In some cases, you might have to pay extra for you know backups, but um, yeah, typically. You know, you you would expect a, a decent provider, web host provider, to be doing that kind of stuff for you. Um, all my WordPress stuff is on SiteGround, which is an amazing, amazing WordPress host system. Expensive, but amazing. Now, Denise Bass has asked a question a few people have asked. Um, would love to hear the pros and cons of including all the services you offer, i.e. weddings, portraits, real estate, etc., on one site versus having a separate website for each uh, is separate siting better? How would you suggest choosing the U URL for, for each? Or would you? Well, uh, I mean, I, I, the, my, my kind of take on this is, is as long as the offerings are you know, fairly similar and uh, they're, not, they're not completely uh, different photography styles, then you can get away with doing it on the same website. So, for example, if you've got uh, wedding photography and family photography, as I do on my wedding photography site, I have a, a tab where you click and you see the wedding, you see the family stuff. Um, however, I, you know, I would think twice about putting things like pet photography with wedding photography or boudoir for sure. You know, you don't want yeah. somebody's in their office when they're allowed to go back to their office, types in wedding photography in Berkshire. And then, uh, you know, a great big pair of... Don't be rude. <laughs> you know, that's not what you want. So um, <laughs> think about that very carefully. But but otherwise, I don't think there's any problems in, in showing off your, your different styles, but just make sure that they're, they're complementary rather than totally 
totally um, different. I'm personally going to go uh, with co- commercial work alongside weddings. I'd always separated them because it was always that, well, I'm, I'd feel a bit uncomfortable showing somebody in the commercial world that I shoot weddings because it might put them off me. And I, maybe I've got longer in the tooth now and thinking, no, actually it shows breadth of ability. I wouldn't, yeah, you're absolutely right. I wouldn't put uh, boudoir in with commercial or boudoir. I wouldn't put boudoir in with anything really because it's its own art and its own own right and there are some folk that are squeamish about it and you have to recognize that fact but what, what um, i would say to sorry to interrupt hmm. to, to somebody like you who's about to embark on that yeah. uh, t- two points right and we've discussed this offline anyway but um now imagine you you go and do a uh a shot of the taj mahal a corporate shoot comes in come yeah. and take pictures of the taj mahal yeah and you do it and then that you put that on your website and that goes absolutely viral there's beautiful pictures that I don't know, Daily Mirror pick it up and it's posted online, you know, and it's beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. Um, probably thereafter, when people type in Neil James looking for your wedding pictures, they're going to see pictures of the Taj Mahal. And at that point, they're probably going to go, oh, he doesn't do pick weddings anymore. Okay, so that's something to think about. Mm. Um, you know, well, I'm not saying that would happen, of course, you know, but, um, you know, because I've seen your Taj Mahal pictures and they're rubbish. But <laughs> <laughs> That wasn't the Taj Mahal. That was uh, that. That was a Sydney Opera House. That, that's <laughs> no wonder it didn't look right. But I know I do. I do appreciate what you're saying. At the same time, um, I have had this. And when I originally had a wedding website, they were all together. Uh, it was I. I know. Admittedly, it was quite a few years ago, and um, and there weren't so many photographers around. But it worked quite well. My. My concern, I suppose, is based around business as well now, and and that um, being a specialist as a wedding photographer now, I think, is going to be far harder in practicality terms than um, uh, the, than than showing that you can do a bit of everything. And I think that might help some of my clients as well. I think, oh, you can do that, right? I'd like you to do this for me. I yeah, was, yeah, yeah, I get that. yeah. I always wonder if that's that's sometimes been a barrier that I've personally put up at weddings um, when somebody said to me, "Oh, wedding photographer, what else do you do then? What's your day job?" And I've always said, "No, no, no, this is wedding photography. This is very serious. This is what I do all the time." Um, and, and you know, a lot of the time, people might and I've heard this. And we had an inter- interviewee that said exactly this, where somebody said. Oh, right. Oh, do you do commercial as well then? Oh, fantastic. I've got a whole company. And then that leads to something else, to something else, to something else, to something else. And that- yeah, I've had commercial business from wedding clients, yeah. definitely. Um, you know, and so I, I totally agree with you. I mean, I, this is slightly different to having the website stuff. That's yeah, more yeah, about, yeah. you know, being being more promotional aware, I guess, of, the, yeah. of stuff. But, you know, I suppose the final point on that is is if 80% of your business is weddings and, 20, and 10% is portraits and yeah. 10% is corporate make sure your website is weighted accordingly so 80 percent of your website is about weddings 10 percent is about about corporate 10 percent is about portraits and that way you will give the right leaning both to the human person and to google you don't want google getting it all mixed up that's for sure no um right uh, i i thought this would happen got loads of questions and we've been quite thorough with with each particular one so what i'm going to do if you don't hear we have one more question coming up which is split into three parts um but if you don't hear your question read out now do not fear i'm going to put it down there in the must deal with this over the next week and a bit uh pile uh, or maybe longer um so that so that we can answer those questions that we got about the website so don't worry if you don't hear it just keep listening to the show and you will hear it sooner or later anna anna mccarthy there's a three-part question here, Kev. I'd like to ask Kev views on alt texting images and how critical this is uh, on any site. Well, she says new site, but I think any site personally. 
on the hierarchy of priorities, is it very important or something I can do later on on a rainy day, maybe? Okay, so to understand this, we need to understand what alt text is. So alt text traditionally would be that little yellow box that would hover up over a picture on Internet Explorer and stuff like that, um, or the description. And uh, originally... The, it's, it stands for alternative text, and originally it was for screen readers. So, so effectively, it was for people with partial vision who, or, or total vision loss, would use a screen reader, which would read the web page, and it would say, "You are at Anna McCarthy's website. Anna McCarthy is a wedding photographer from such and such." And then it would get to the picture, and it would read out the alt text. Isn't that funny? This that's is, just that's just how Anna sounds. This is a picture of a <laughs> wedding in Bermuda. Um, however, if there was no alt text, yes. that's when the the screen reader would would cause a problem. Now, I remember when I used to build websites for a living. We used to spend ninety percent of the product of the production time was spent making a website uh, what they call accessible, which is absolutely the right thing to do. However, it was the most difficult thing to do, and that was an EU directive. And so, you know, project costs were huge based on trying to implement a website for maybe half a percent of the, the visitors, less than that. Um, so alt text is important, and Google still does look at the alt text and does does kind of understand it. Now, what I would say about it is if you've got a website with 10,000 pictures on it and you haven't alt text them all, going through them and alt texting them is going to take you a long, 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 long time. Well, fortunately, we have a lot of rain in this country. For a lot longer than that, you oh, know, right. and... Okay. Uh, and the benefits mm, probably going to be marginal in terms of effort involved. So I would say that going forward, you should always put alt text on images if you can. Now, an alt text, remember, remember, right? This is the key thing. If uh, if the web if the blog post is about a uh, let's say it's a commercial shoot at the Taj Mahal, remember those pictures? <laughs> uh, you know what you don't really want to be doing is every single picture saying commercial shoot at Taj Mahal, commercial shoot at Taj Mahal, commercial no. shoot at Taj Mahal. Because no. remember that blind person who's who's having this read to them will be thinking my my little uh, voice recognition machine has yeah, gone wrong. It means nothing as well because you say, well, okay, it's a, but what about the image? Well, it's keyword stuffing. That's that's what it is. So yeah. you're doing that purely because you think it's going to help you ranking google and actually you need to turn that thought process on your head and think actually i need to be writing these alt texts to help these people who are using screen readers so the first alt text might say something like picture of taj mahal at dawn next picture might be a picture of the uh, taj mahal from the east side with people walking in front of it so you describe it as if you were describing it to a blind person effectively Mm. Mm. that's the best way to do alt texting right and it's a difficult thing to do and difficult thing to have enough kind of uh, momentum to keep doing but going forward do it but i wouldn't necessarily worry about going back through all the archives and doing it if there's 20 pictures in a post would you do it to every single one of those 20 or would you do it every other one or every three or it depends on how much i want that post to to rank if it's uh, you know if it's if it's a new venue and i really loved it and it's a really great set of pictures and i want you know i really want it to get out there yeah i'll do it for everyone um if it's uh you know if it's if it's the the working men's club in merthyr tidville uh, perhaps I won't be so diligent. And all, all tags, of course, uh, it's not just a WordPress thing. This is it's in Wix and it's in uh, uh, in Squarespace and all of them, isn't it? Really, don't mix up all of this technology with with the the provider. No. It's nothing to do with that. These are HTML standards. Yeah. These are web standards. So everything you see, WordPress and Squarespace and Wix, all they do is they spit out the HTML. HTML is very very simple. They just spit that out. If you right-click on a browser on any web page and choose view source, you'll see the HTML. All they're doing is enabling you to design that HTML visually and often 
quickly. Okay. Uh, also, uh, is it true you should have your services listed in terms of hierarchy of what you offer displayed from left to right on the page, left being the top service? Yes, it is true. Okay. So uh, we, if you're in the Western world, if you're listening to us in um, China, where they read, I think, right, right to, to left, left and yeah, top yeah. down, then it's different. Um, oh, yeah. So like I said earlier, think of it like a newspaper. Yeah. So top, top, the top left is more important than the bottom right. So if you're a wedding photographer, it goes weddings, uh, portraits, commercial, about, blah. Yeah. yeah. And also the, the, the weighting of the sentences yeah. and yeah. The, the, the structure of the, the content in the page. So ah. the stuff in the first paragraph is likely to be uh, gobbled up by Google more hungrily than the stuff in the last paragraph. And finally, she says... What would uh, Kev's list be of must-haves on the homepage of a site? I would say the most important thing for everybody to put on their website is a link to kevinmullinsphotography.co.uk. <laughs> no. Um, but <laughs> if you're not going to do that... <laughs> uh, well done. You just, you've just uh, made the lottery if everybody does that. Oh. <laughs> uh, you know, the, the thing is, it's, it's hard because as visual, as, as photographers, what we really want is just to have beautiful pictures yeah. and people to come and go, oh, I love that. I want to book Anna or I want to book Neil or I want to book Kevin or whatever. Yeah. Um, but unfortunately, Google doesn't work that way. So you do need some information. You need some text. The way that I typically do it is have a nice big headline image. I, I tend not to have the scrolling, uh, what they call them, galleries these days. Um, I, um, I then kind of have a little bit about me, then I'll have a, a link, uh, a nice visual reference to the latest blog posts, then probably a little bit more about the style. And, and the most important thing about the homepage is that you make it easy for people to navigate. So remember those links to other parts of the page, nice big calls to action, you know, big calls to actions. Boom, on my website is a massive box that says, hey, have you seen my new um, portfolio? I've just updated it. Uh, you know, and, and it's been like that for <laughs> three years and of course matter, it's not yeah. just updated at all it's been updated twice in those three years but that's a call to action that yeah. tells people oh yeah i'm going to click on this button i've always been and a bit squeam i've always been a bit squeamish about calls to action i think that's one thing i shall certainly do more because that's something you you advise ah well yeah. it's it's base level marketing that yeah. you never see an advert for anything in a newspaper or magazine or online without a call to action yeah, absolutely you, yeah. just don't there's always something right well i i knew that this would uh, overrun um so we're going to save this questions and do them over the next week in a bit oh there is one uh, one that's just come in here Ral Sharma says uh, what's the best picture you've ever seen of the Taj Mahal on a website <laughs> not mine <laughs> right that's it for another day uh, or tomorrow interview day tomorrow Russell Ald the uh, extraordinary uh, photographer uh, in the oceans lives in southwest Australia and um, the surfing shots and then what just what he has to say about uh, about the whole business of photographing people uh, when you when you've got uh, surf coming toward you at what looks like 100 miles an hour to me it all happens so quickly he's a fascinating character he's a brilliant photographer russell Ord on the show uh, tomorrow um and then and then everything happens as normal the rest of the weekend sunday service with kev and then we'll get back with some of you, some of your questions about websites next week as well thank you um, kev. monday is martin Parr. Ma oh monday sorry monday martin Parr day so nothing goes back to normal till tuesday really and then it's tech tuesday tech free tuesday tech free tuesday so nothing really goes back to normal till wednesday Don't no because that's photo book wednesday photo book wednesday well i was worried what you were going to rhyme with that one Thir <laughs> thursday then Thir nothing goes back to normal till next thursday yeah <laughs> see you then bye-bye the fuji cast is an independent loading zone production goodbye sweetheart well it's time to go we're back tomorrow we
Goodbye, sweetheart. Goodbye. Goodbye.